I was trying to convince myself that this is what God was calling me to do. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. Episode 32, Life After Addiction. We're back, baby. Big 32, man. Big 32. You know, Magic years Johnson, old. With war number 32, one of my favorite players of all I'm time. 32 years old, man. I think that's a little more significant. Mm. I think there's a little more power in that, you know? He, they retired his jersey. He was on the dream. To my mom, thirty. the number 32 is more significant because I'm 32. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, mom, Mama knows best. That is like a... Surprisingly, we'll ask scene. her. Come on in. We have her here. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just pops out. Um, no, man. Hey, just a shout out. Um Last week, we had an awesome, awesome mm. podcast with Caleb Human, and he had mentioned on it um, he was going to be graduating or something, yeah. so fill us in. Absolutely, man. So his wife sent me the video and the pictures. Uh, he graduated cum laude from the University of Texas, and Carl's going to pop a little picture up right here. Just holding that diploma high, baby. Just, yeah. man, how much he's man. overcome from where he, he was when he came through here to see what God's doing in his life now. Yeah. Man, that's hope. That's restoration. That's power. That's resurrection power. Um, and it, that increases our faith. I tell guys all the time who come through our program, like, you guys watching you navigate the, the, the conditions of which your life is in right now, like where you're at personally, and seeing you just – walk through faithfully, man, and just endure trials and struggles and, and walk through them with such grit and tenacity like that increases our faith that inspires yeah. us. So to see a story like that, man, and just to see where you are right now, Caleb, man, that, that blesses us abundantly yeah. more so than, you know. Yeah. And that's no joke, man. Shout out to, um, to Caleb going back to school and at an older age, Good right? Deal. He's not an old man, but he's not 18 anymore. Yeah. Uh, with family and full-time job and he's yeah. other th- serving at his church yeah. and ministries in the prison and kids and entrepreneur stuff. And to, to do that, that's a big deal. Man. Yeah. That's a big deal. Said he's going to LSU for, to get his graduate degree, master's degree. So go Tigers. Come on, baby. Go Tigers. It's G A U E X or G A. It's not G O. Right. They spell it different. I think it's G E A U X. Yeah. So go Tigers. Louisiana. Awesome, man. If y'all haven't seen that episode, go check it out with Caleb Human doing great things. That's right. A little callback, man. Just a shout out because he said he was going to do it, and he did it, and we showed you a little picture. That's awesome, man. It's a really big deal. That's right. Uh, this week, though, this week, it just it seems as though uh, even, even you know, some of the alumni that, that watch the pod on a regular basis, uh, there's just a theme that keeps coming up, and I, and I talk with um, over the years, guys, all the time about your calling. Yeah. What's my calling? How do I discern this calling? How do I know what God's wanted me to do? How do I know it's not me that wants to do it? You know? Yeah. And so we thought we would talk about it this week. We talk about how to discern a call, uh, a call from God, a call from the Lord. Um, do you have, uh, do you have that, that, um, we're wanting to, and we talk, we talk, we've been talking about this, but, uh, you don't have that GoPro running, right? Okay. Wanting to get Carl more involved, Carl, uh, getting some more in him because every episode we talk about him and we want to have a camera and a mic on him. So 
this would be one that we probably should have wired up with. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be good. But yeah, as, as we jump in, I just want to make sure it's biblical. And so I'll kind of lay a foundation and I want you to go through some of these things, mm-hmm. uh, maybe unpack them. But biblically and experientially, what I would say uh, a calling is uh, one, it's someone who is a believer and the Spirit of God is alive and at work in them, right? The, the resurrection power is alive and at work in them. And they begin to have an angst, a longing, uh, a desire to bring God glory, make his name famous by using giftings or things that he's given them or just a, just a gnawing on them. Now, the reason that I think that we need to have discerning spirits, because a lot of times we have that very same feeling or emotion when it's something that we want to do, right? Yep. And after God saved you and he's, he's transformed you, a lot of times that can be confused and cloudy because we're not trying to do things that are evil anymore or that we want to do. It could be, hey, I want to go start a barbecue shop and the proceeds go to support a ministry or or, or 10% of my business goes to a ministry. You know, something like that, which is righteous, and you maybe are good at cooking barbecue, and this must be from the Lord because I'm going to give this money away kind of gig, you know. And how do you discern that if that is from the Lord or if that is something that you want to do? And I think biblically it would be if it's in line with God's word, and this is just fly by and let mm-hmm. you unpack it. Yeah. If it's a, has to be in line with God's word. It never can contradict God's word, first and foremost. If yeah. it ever does, it's not what you're doing. That's not from God. God will not contradict himself in his word. Uh, number two, you will have that angst, like I said. Uh, you will have that gnawing at your spirit, at your gut, that, that, that God is calling you to do something. Um, and then you flesh it out. And then number three, on top of that, you'll have, you'll have people in your life that God's put in your life that will confirm that, uh, calling in one way. And it might not be in the way you think it is. It might not be like, Hey Johnny, yes, you need to go and start the barbecue store. And yes, 10% is exactly right. I've, I feel that I confirm that God's led me there and I am confirming that it might be on the negative. It might be, uh, and I have a story that I'll share, um, uh, about how God confirmed something and, and not a good thing. I guess it was a good thing, but it was from a dark spot that was confirmed that I'm not supposed to go and do something. Uh, so there'll be confirmation from people around you. You should seek God, good godly counsel, uh, line with God's word, uh, and you need to have that in your spirit as well. I can't tell you your calling. I can confirm your calling right. uh, through God's word, through prayer and, and supplication and, and wanting to make sure... But your calling is a calling that God's put in your life, right? Yeah. So unpack that a little more. I know it just kind of, you know, real fast. Yeah. So I, when we discussed what we were going to talk about, you know, I was thinking through that and I just wrote down maybe a couple practical or a few practical points. Um, And the first one, you know, your calling is to trust Jesus. Mm. Your calling is to walk with Jesus. Your calling is to continue to develop a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, you're invited to trust him personally, not just with certain things that you desire to trust him with, but with everything in all things in which things that man, I may not see how I can give that to him in areas of my life where I'm struggling with believing that God really has my best interest at heart when it comes to this or that he knows best with a lot of situations. Um, and I'll read my first scripture, but Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, you know, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
man, we come to him with everything, you know, um, there are times in my life where I find myself, I have a personal agenda and it's happened numerous times since being here. Me dude. too, man. I have a personal agenda and I try to get my agenda within God's will and I try to fit it in there and I try and fight it and I try and navigate the process and I try and come up with all these reasons and excuses as to why this is God's will for my life. You know, I even talked to you the other day, mm -hmm. like, man, my plan for once I graduated school, this a good part of this last year was leaving and I had my reasons for it personally, whether it be family or certain things. And yeah, on the surface, it's like a righteous thing that I planned on doing. But when I really, man, took it to my prayer closet and I would be in his word and I would talk to talk to my plan with my plans to certain people. It's like I was trying to convince myself that this is what God was calling me to do. Yeah, I was trying to convince myself that, man, the agenda that I've come up with that is a righteous goal, right? A righteous thing is what God's called me to do. And I could just never get there spiritually, man. And I, I told God when I came here this last time, like, God, I will never leave here because of an emotional decision. Yeah. That my emotions are leading me out of here and I desire to do something else. Because at the root of what he was calling me to do in those moments, it was the fact that, man, I wanted to do something else. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And my mentor always told me um, and tells other people, you know, you don't ever run from a calling. You run to a calling, right? Yeah. So not running away from something. And if you boil it down of if to really find out if it's me that wants this, is it because I'm running from something? I'm tired of it. I'm burnt out. Something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's important. There's so much scripture. God called you. He'll equip you. Right. Uh, uh, there's so many of this, but it, you're talking about, that's obviously if you're, if you are operating inside of a calling, you're trying to go to another one. But I mean, even as like, an example, and I'm not trying to put anybody's business out there, but just a conversation I had is I don't feel worthy to uh, these people around me or are wanting me to do this, uh, serve in this capacity or anything like that. And I was just, man, I don't want my pride to leak in. I don't, I just want to, I don't know that I'm, I'm ready for that. And it's like, so that's, that's a discerning of a calling too. Like, man, God's put something on your heart. Uh, and now that you're doing it, so not only those natural feelings that we have in a fallen nature of a world of whether it be I'm unworthy or doubt or fear, like you said, number one thing is got to trust Christ. Mm -hmm. He's sovereign. Um, but on the on the other side of that, it could be it could be resentment towards that. Now I'm pushing that away if you're in a calling now and, you know, whatever it is. But ultimately that's our flesh. And then you want to add an adversary that's going to whisper in your ear, right? Mm -hmm. Because if he can, can, if he could keep you or I from walking in the calling that God has for us, that will produce the most fruit for the kingdom, that will give us the most joy, peace, patience, walking in his spirit, walking in obedience. If he can prevent from that or confuse that, he's checking a box, man. He knows he loses in the end. He knows revelation, but if he can, he hates us because we are made in the Imago Dei. We are made in God's image, and He hates us. He hates community with God, connection with God, and He hates that we start. He hates what we do here at S2L. Yeah. Hates it. Families are restored here, to, you know, because of the work that God's doing at S2L. Whole families, man. And so you add that to the mix, man. A calling and walking into it correctly could be extremely hard. So all that unworthiness amplified. All of that. 
uh, maybe the other side, resentment towards a place, amplified. All of the confusion of what I'm supposed to do and I'm not supposed to do, amplified because of our nature and our fallen flesh. But also we have an enemy that hates people that are obedient and walks in Christ. And so my scripture, first scripture is John chapter 15, verse 16. This is Jesus talking. He says, you did not choose me, Mm. but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. And I bring that up just because I'm all the unworthiness talk, all the fear talk. We don't have a spirit of fear, right? All of this stuff is God saying, hey, I didn't choose. You didn't choose me. (laughs) I chose you. I'll equip you. And I think um, one of the podcasts at some point might be next week. (laughs) Someone brought it up, uh, or maybe it was just on that meeting. We had a Zoom meeting. Hey, very special project coming uh, there's that t- dangle of a carrot, very special, amazing thing coming up. But it maybe was in that meeting where someone was talking about he doesn't, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called, right? And so reminding you that God's sovereign and he chose you. He saved you to send you. Yeah. And the giftings that you have, you're going to be a part of a body that is going to be beneficial and bringing God glory mm-hmm. and his purposes and his will, and that's it. And so, man, I'll kind of shut up for a second, but I, there's, there's so many layers to this when we're talking about, especially our potential audience, whether it be someone who's just out of the program, yeah. been out of the program, been grinding, families of that, or whoever listens to this, man. I know. That, hey, shout out to whoever, gosh, I wish I had her name, but a listener from California, very sweet email the other day. I shared it with the guys in the room just about how it's encouraging you and you found freedom in Christ uh, and that you tell everyone you know about it. Man, I wish I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pop your name up here. Well, no, I won't actually. I don't want a HIPAA violation. But hey, you know who you are. That's, That's received, and when those kind of things come in, it fires us up to make more. And so, hey, thank you for that. Don't know why I went on that rabbit trail. No, it's good. It's good. But I don't. I've lost track. But where was I? You about to pass it over? I think. <laughs> I, th- I mean that's what it was leading into but um he's like i'm ready i'm jumping no in. I ju- that's where that's Sorry. what you were yes you're heading right. into yes, um <laughs> but no so like the first step like i said you know would be come to jesus walk so with good. jesus trust jesus and then you know the second would be faithfulness man remaining faithful and being a good steward of what god has called you to now in the current season that you are You know, learn to be faithful with the small things that God has given you, no matter how um, minute you may think they are, but remaining faithful with all that he's given to you in this season. I feel like, you know, our culture in general is such this microwave Christianity that like we're always wanting the next thing and the next thing and the next season. Then I get this and I want the next thing and then I want. So all along the way, right, instead of remaining steadfast and being diligent and being a good steward of what's in front of me. I get so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. Well, Ryan's will comes into play when I'm always thinking what's next, what's next. I try to map out what it looks like, and you can do a good job at doing that and convincing yourself that this is what he's called me to when I put my whole effort and energy into finding something. What is it? Where is it at? Okay, there it is. That's it. No, maybe. And whenever we're navigating in that, it's 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 basically a selfish posture that we have. And Luke sixteen ten says, you know, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little um, is also dishonest dishonest in much. And it just reminds me of like, okay, God's will for my life right now in this season where He's called me to 
is to be faithful and a good steward of what he's given me and not to always be trying to find the next thing and search for the next thing and run to the next thing. And I've went through many seasons like that here. Like yeah. I said, I've, I've experienced that. But whenever I get on the other side of that season of, of being in that place, I see with clarity that like, man, I'm doing everything that I was trying to chase and find right here and now. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big things that I'm <clears throat> take away from that is God's time is not our time. Mm-hmm. And when we, were, when we were prepping for this a little bit, you brought up Paul mm-hmm. and going to um, Tarshish. Yep. Tarsus For six years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, microwave culture, it's like, man, I want to, you know, and I, and I, I feel that I've, I've served here for 10 years yeah. and it feels like 30. Yeah. <laughs> I could only, I've been here like uh, four and it feels I like mean, 50. I'm looking around so. at my friends and it's like, why do you have so much gray at them? But so I get it. We do live in a culture and that's, you know, that's media. That's everything that's forming that, mm-hmm. right? That's microwave culture, not a crock pot. And God's timing does not dictate it by culture. And he has a good work for you, and I think that's a good word. You know, it might take six years in Tarsus, like Paul, or it might take six minutes. It might take 60 years, you know. Um, you know yeah, I mean, I just constantly love, love, love patience. Be mm-hmm. still and know that I am God. My yeah. name will be, will be made famous or glorified in all the nations, the verse says. Like the first part of it is be still and know I'm God. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like be still. But then he's like, hey, be still. My name will be made famous among the nations. He's like, my will be done. I don't know. I, I definitely think there was another piece that, that <clears throat> kind of hit me while you're talking. Because it's also, it's also inside of that guys coming out of the program. Uh, my own personal story, and I, I could share it. Um a lot of times the things we beg God for when he gives them to us, we're on to the next, mm-hmm. right? And it was a season for me. I don't recall how many years ago, but it was just when, like, you know, I always had my yes on the table with God at S2L. And, and he was faithful to, from intern to group leader to the coach to pastor to, you know, third in charge to, you know, all just it was just, Mm-hmm. My yes was on the table, and I wanted leadership. I wanted to have what God wanted me to have, but I felt like I, he gifted me a leader, and so I would ask for these things. And I'm pretty sure it was at the point when I was, um, the board had, had voted me CEO, um, and I don't know how long after that, but I got a call from um, a pa- my pastor, and my wife came in, and they had asked us to go and pastor a church uh, in another country. And... Uh, I had gone with them on this trip beforehand and saw the place, and I, I wasn't wasn't really sure that was what was going to happen. I wasn't going to be offered this position or asked to take this position. And man, when you're when you're as my mentor as well, and when my wife and I are in the room, I, I didn't feel very threatened by it because my wife's very close to her family, and I knew there was no way she would go. So um, <clears throat> we told them we'd pray about it. And we were very sincere. We're going to fast and pray about. It. That's another thing about discerning a calling fast don't tell anyone you're fasting but the reason is man when you get this hunger pang you almost become things begin to slow down like if when you're on day two of a fast maybe day three depending if you're a big old boy but there's something about a laser focus that happens mm-hmm. have you noticed that like mm-hmm. the hunger the first day is miserable miserable yeah. 
But then there's something that's almost like, almost even like warfare. Like you're so laser focused, I guess the body does it. God knew what it, how he designed the body, and you become laser focused because now the stock market doesn't matter. I need to go get food. And so your laser focus is kind of the way I think that. Yeah. And so fast and do that if you're discerning a calling. But we, were, we did decide to do that. We fasted. And then in the middle of the fast, Katie looked at me and was like, I yield to, to you. I will leave. Mm. And, and I'm prepared to leave. And at that point, we were gone. Like in my mind, mentor, pastor, I'm going to pastor a church. Uh, it was kind of like a, another country adventure. My wife's on board now. I was gone. I, I, didn't, I, I was just gone. You know, but I wanted to commit it to keep praying about it because God had called me to S2L, undoubtedly called me to that, and I just wanted to make sure I was released. And just a story, and I don't, I don't share names or anything, but I began to feel like God was doing something at S2L, and it was just the beginning. And I was like, okay, but that doesn't, Adam, doesn't have to be me. Um, I still feel that today, by the way, that God's doing something here, and it's just the beginning. And it looks way different than mm-hmm. it did when I was dealing with this. Amen. And man, it was in this moment I began to feel like that, just that hint of God's doing something here. And but I would justify it. That had to be me. I'm going on this adventure. I'm going to be the pastor of this church with my wife in another country and my mentor, everybody, you know. And I got a call, and I don't remember exactly what day, but I know that feeling of God's doing something here. And it was a, a guy who'd come through the program and just attempted suicide. And I hadn't talked to him. I don't know. I don't even know how he had my number. And he said, Adam, I'm so glad you answered. I just attempted suicide and woke up from it. And you're the first person I call. What do I do? And then all of that hit me again. Like, God, I begged you for this. Mm. I asked you for this. I wanted this kind of ministry. I wanted to be a leader at this kind of ministry. And that call just broke me. Like that call did more for me than I was able to do for him. Right. Um, the guy's thriving by the way, he's doing really good. Um, and life's different. So side note, but man, that, that, that was a moment, right? That was a moment that if I didn't respond there and then I knew that was enough, you know, God, let me know mm-hmm. I'm not releasing you. If I would have waited two days, I would have justified that that would have just happened and he could have called anyone. I would have just justified, I would have not have seen it for what it was if I would waited two, three days, four days and kept praying about it, kept fasting about it. So, I mean, very quickly I talked to my wife, she goes, I felt the same thing. Mm. And I mean, it wasn't like my family's here. I'm not staying close to my family. I was like, Adam, I I wasn't going to say anything, but I feel the same thing today. Immediately called and told the people that were asking me about it. So I didn't delay it immediately. Bang, bang, bang. And then, you know, the rest is now all of a sudden S2 is in a radically different place and, and we're just getting started, man. You know? It's pretty wild. So discerning that, walking through that personally, I know the feeling that you're having if you're trying to discern them and then just counseling with guys that are trying to make the same thing. One, let me remind everyone, what a beautiful day. (laughs) A beautiful day that you're discerning the calling of God and not Mm. out looking for dope, Mm. right? What a Praise God in these moments. Praise God in these moments. Absolutely. But in that, I feel you, right? I feel the, the angst of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good, man. That's powerful stuff. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy hearing that. Um, yeah. So my final point, man. You know, the first ones come to Jesus, walk with Jesus, trust Him. The second one would be faithfulness, remaining 
faithful along the way, being a good steward of the things that he's given you. And then the third one would be godly counsel and fellowship yeah. and the importance of it. You know, um, Proverbs nineteen twenty through 21 says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You know, godly count, counsel is essential to walking in the way of wisdom. And I'll go back to how I knew when I would get to a place in my life. We were talking before the podcast first, you know, there there's very seldom where, where I will tell somebody, man, God's called me to this. There's three things I know God's called me to right now. And that was this ministry, that school, and that's leaving a legacy of Christ behind for my family. I know he's called me to those things cool. within discipleship and stuff like that. But you get what I'm saying. And I was thinking back to times where I, I felt God was calling me to something and it was my own personal agenda and how I was able to distinguish, obviously, through prayer, you know, like Homer said, through fasting, through his, through his word. But like something even more so than that, even tangible, like I noticed within myself, I would not want to share those plans with godly counsel in my life with spiritual men who I've been walking with. I didn't want to share that with them because I would knew there would come some opposition. And I don't mean that like an assault, but like some wise counsel, some like, okay, let's talk through this. Okay. Let's navigate through this. Let's talk about the pros, the cons, everything in between. Where did that calling come from? Where do you think it's, it's going? Where do you think it leads or whatever it may be? I wouldn't want to share nothing at all. I wouldn't want to talk about my plans. I wouldn't want to discuss it. I wouldn't want to tell anybody my vision. I wouldn't even want to tell anybody what God's put on my heart. Yeah. And I noticed it was like, well, there was because there was a lot of Ryan's agenda within that. And Ryan wanted to do this and didn't want to do this anymore. And so I've been humbled a few, quite a few times since being here because my plans were, were different than what God had called me to in those moments, you know. Yeah. Um, but exercising that humility um, and really responding to those personal convictions. We talk about that a lot. There's a lot of times um, I've even noticed in my life where I'll pray for an, an answer, but really I already know. It's, yeah. just, it's just not what, what I wanted. But he's convicted my heart. I know what, what he's called me to do and where he's called me to go. But it doesn't align with what I want to do. So it's like, man, I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to seek. I'm going to continue. And I'm looking good, for man. my answer, not his answer. I'm looking for my answer. Yeah, that's really good. And, and I mean, you touched on something with, I remember, in, in, and I've had a lot of these, not like as big and as distinct as the story I told. So that's why I told that story. Yeah. But in I've had a lot of opportunities arise over a decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in that one specifically, I remember when you go and seek counsel, wise biblical Christian counsel from godly men, if you're a man, godly women, if you're a woman, and I think you can cross-pollinate that perhaps in this scenario, but be wise about that. But I reached out to two godly men that weren't associated with my church or ministry. At the time, uh, one was Pastor Ron. He was not at S2L at this time. He had served at S2L before, but when I had talked to him, he was you know, really big in uh, real estate. And I just wanted to bounce it off of him. It's like, hey, man, I know it's 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 going to be hard for you to, like, tell me any guidance unless you directly hear from the Lord because they're two righteous things. But I would appreciate you praying through this with me, mm. praying for me as I discern. And if God hits you with something, let me know. If you feel that there is a, you know, please do me that. And then my buddy Seth that I talk about in, yeah. in Knoxville, uh, pastor in Knoxville, he's more of a peer. He's my, he's my age. We were college roommates, but he's one of the most righteous dudes I know. And so I wanted him to be praying for me in this aspect too. And so having that covered and smothered and, and, you know, 
we we got to the point where we were hinting at it with family too, right? We didn't want to scare family, but it was at the point where we were asking them to pray, and that means it was at a pretty good level. So yeah. asking godly people to shower that and cover that with prayer um, is is just very wise because prayer is important. Yeah. This last thing I want to read, um, just with our, our which if. <laughs> I think there's probably a good majority of people watching the podcast right now. They're very intrigued by this, but have no clue what their calling is. Right. right? I think some, this uh, God hopefully uses this to be like, thanks guys. And they're making a call today or tomorrow. And like, I know I need to walk into this. Yeah. You know? But for those that don't know, I'm, I, I want you to know that doesn't mean that you're not gifted. It doesn't mean that you're not super spiritual. Uh, it just means that you're not aware of something. And here's what it is, and, and this is a verse, if you're an alumni or you've ever been in any kind of Christian recovery, you've heard this, and it's Second Corinthians five seventeen. but listen carefully. Therefore, let me go back to 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Through, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, here it is, and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Your ministry is reconciliation. Well, what does that mean? Glad you asked. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He's committed to us mm. this message of reconciliation. Oh, man. Committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. It's the most pure gospel verse, one-sentence verse that you can do. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Well, what does that mean? You break out the gospel. Why do I need to be righteous? Well, the message of reconciliation, the ambassador for Christ is your calling. You were reconciled to Christ, whether it be, and I think when I do that, it messes with the focus, so it's probably going to annoy Carl later, <laughs> but I got a picture of Carl already, a video of Carl, he's probably annoyed. Um, that is your calling. Done. Relieve your stress. I don't know what to do. Well, that's what you do. The how you do it, man, that takes some prayer, and I think I've talked about this on podcasts before, and, and, and I want to kind of wrap it up here, but... Man, if you don't know your giftings, that's another podcast. But write them down, right? Journal. Write down things that you're good at and things that you really enjoy that that spur your affection for Christ, right? And that could be, man, when I read in the mornings, it, it really stirs me. Okay, well, maybe I'm a morning person and I like books. Or if you're good with your hands and you like to build things and create and it just draws you to God, identify, write down a list of these things. Just Just do the work. Mm-hmm. Put it in. And maybe something pops off the page. And on the other side, things that you're not good at and that you don't feel like you would be beneficial to the kingdom. Not that you X now all those out because I heard the joke, you want to you wanna make God laugh, just tell him your plans, right? <laughs> and so don't X nay <laughs> these true. things on this side, but you yeah. put the list out and maybe something comes off. Oh, man, I'm supposed to go and be a teacher. 
or, or whatever. Yeah. That seems silly. But putting in the work, you know you're calling. Yeah. It's not what, it's it's how. And do the work to know how. And, and, and again, get the confirmation of the people around you. If you feel like, okay, maybe I am a teacher, make sure that you're communicating that with the godly people and go through everything that we already discussed in this episode. But put the work in. Be an ambassador for Christ. Have this ministry of reconciliation. Mm. Yeah, last thing I'll say, you know, it just brings me back to that that verse God laid on my heart. I think it was two years ago when we brought in, Carl and I brought in the New Year January praying. One. You know, First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Knowing, like, notice that, man, that's being grateful for where I'm at now. Yes. Not always trying to figure out where yes. he's taking me and where I'm going. That's like, Hey, your posture right now is being grateful and thankful and rejoicing for where I am now, for where he has called me to right now. I don't always have to be focused on where I'm going and where I'm headed and when I'm going to get there and what season's next and what's man. It's rejoicing always now yes. praying without ceasing now and giving thanks in all circumstances. Now, when that's the posture of a heart, it changes everything. It changes the perspective on where he's called me to now because I'm like, Oh God, thank you, man. Yeah. I was praying just to not do drugs. And now you've given me a ministry of reconciliation. You've given me men from all over the country to minister to. You've given me a podcast to be on. You've given me school that I'm going to go to. You, I mean, you've given me so much more than I could have ever asked for. And yet, Ryan over here on a bad day, I bet, man, I'm ready, ready for the next one, man. I'm ready for the next season. I'm ready to pack it up. I'm ready to get on out of here. And it's like, <laughs> even like now in this moment, like God's ministering to me, me through too. this because yeah. I get so, I can get so sidetracked so easily and like, Gosh, man, if we could just have that posture, rejoice, always pray without season, give thanks in all circumstances, man, God is going to reveal (laughs) what your calling is. And in due time, man, that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and what that does, it also helps you stay in line with the fruits of the spirit and you live life with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, because it's self-control. How patient Mm. is our God to deal with us like people? I mean, just with us two in general. You know, let alone just the entire world. And it's like the grass is always greener somewhere else. And I just told a story about the things I beg God for. He gives me. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, God, I don't have, no, I'm packing them up. We're going overseas. You know, it's like, (laughs) huh? It's like, yeah, I ain't done with you yet. Young blood, but yeah, yeah, man, I, I just, God's patient. There's grace. No one shoot bats a thousand on this, right? Our minds, we're, we're, we're flawed humans, right? We live in a fallen world, and we have to put to death pride and fear and mm. all these other things. And when we live in that place of praying without ceasing mm. and being humble, man, we can walk in the Spirit and the giftings of that Spirit. And then that, I think there's a lot of clarity and not a lot of confusion there. Mm. Anything yeah. else? And I think, I don't know, Lord's, Lord's moving, man. Lord's Spirit's moving. moving. God is good. Carl, anything else from you? He says, hallelujah, dude. Give me a hand. Hallelujah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's life after addiction, and you better believe it. Come on. After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org.
Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. 